0: Okay, let me just say this right now. I think Dave Chappelle is the best stand-up comedian of all time, and I'm a stand-up guy. Like so that's not funny. <laughs> I'm a stand-up, stand-up guy. Stand-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Ah. Welcome to Pulp Fliction. This is the one where we review the reboot, the live action. Box office sensation, Beauty and the Beast. I am Brandon Rabar, joined as always by Jacob Chrisop and Rachel Jameson. And uh, in case you've lived under a rock for the past 30, 40 years and don't know what Beauty and the Beast is about, this is an, an adaptation of the fairy tale about a monstrous-looking prince and a young woman who fall in love. That's not a very good synopsis. Kind of leaves out the whole he turns into an ugly dude and... Yeah, that's All a that very stuff. simple way of Yeah. Thinking. But uh yeah, let's let's check out that trailer before we jump into this.
1: My dear
2: Belle, you're so ahead of your time. This is a small village. You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves it. And it's small-minded as well. But small also means safe.
1: He's a thief. Come into the light. I will escape, I promise. Look, my girl. Who said that? Hello. You can talk.
2: Hello, of course. It's all he ever does.
0: How lovely to make your acquaintance. Want to see me do a trick? What happens when the last petal falls? The master remains a beast forever. And we become antiques. What did you do to it?
1: Nothing. Get out of here! Go!
0: Thank you, Jacob. So, this movie is interesting from the standpoint of it had all kinds of pre-release buzz. People were really, really excited about this. And uh, the reviews were actually pretty solid. They weren't overwhelmingly great, but for the most part... I. I believe it ended up around 71, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. so critics generally liked it. Audiences seemed to like it. It's making a ton of money. But then I personally go and see it and am underwhelmed. Jacob, Rachel, let's get our initial thoughts on Beauty and the Beast, the live-action remake. Jacob, what what were your overall thoughts on the movie?
2: I think it's probably best to talk about the cartoon before we talk about the Almost identical remake. Um, and let's talk about Disney and then, I, I guess, really how they are rebooting all their cartoons right now. Right. Uh, I obviously
0: really, really like the original. It was kind of the first in the line of the second whole oh, golden generation of Disney animated movies. It's kind of what kick started the whole 90s. Disney films that everybody Little Mermaid did, but yeah, yeah, Little Mermaid did come first. Then but I feel BD, like this one like Aladdin, took it to then... to
2: yeah, because you're right. Be... Was this one nominated? Yeah, this was nominated for best for picture. Best it was picture the only one that was nominated it all for best the 3D picture. Three D rendering. Uh, it brought in computer effects. Yeah, like so, it... like the ballroom scene was the one we always saw, right? Or that they showed. It seemed like
0: yeah, this was the one that kind of everybody went Gaga for, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the ones that followed. But uh, I really liked Beauty and the Beast. I mean, it's a great story. And, you know, the music is solid. Obviously iconic. Uh, Solid. That's probably an understatement. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, How can anyone not love the original Beauty and the Beast? Right. Um, So I think that kind of goes without saying. Uh, And I've actually been a fan of most of Disney's live-action remakes. I think it's a cool idea in this day and age of so many sequels and and remakes and reboots and things like that at least this is kind of a different spin they're they're taking all their classics and and making them live action i think it's a good idea at least and i've really enjoyed most of them you have yeah
2: yeah how about you rich as far as this one or all of them uh just in general yeah all of them
1: uh, they usually do a pretty good job, but I never prefer them over the originals. Like, yep. they're fine, and and I think it's kind of fun to reimagine that con- with those movies, but I, did, I still prefer all the original animated ones, and that holds true on this one. I think this... I personally thought this... Was worse than some of the other ones. I wasn't a big fan of it either. No, we're talking
2: about the cartoon or the remake? The remake. Okay. Now, spoiler whether the cartoon. Big fan? Because, or... you uh, know, you're I mean, a girl. Was a I would l- see like... Yeah, I was a little girl, to, to right? The In that
1: sweet spot where mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast landed. And really, out of all those, I watched uh, Little Mermaid and Lion King a lot and Aladdin and I liked Beauty and the Beast, but it wasn't one of my favorite ones at the time. But I definitely saw it quite a few times.
2: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you all this, too, because uh, I haven't seen any of the remakes. I haven't seen Ma- Maleficent, oh. uh, Cinderella. I've seen them all, man. Which Was there Was there a <laughs> third one? Oh, uh, b- maybe Beauty and the – Nope. that's – There is Ma- uh, Snow, Snow White and the Huntsman. Huntsman. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. Is that Disney? I'm not sure. I don't think it but is. But it's a
0: Disney movie. I don't know if it's a –
2: if it was a Disney production or not, I, don't, I can't remember. I don't think it was. But yeah. And then also, I guess we had 101 Dalmatians. But, you know, yeah. if you and it feels like put that in that category. Else. I do feel like we're missing something. But, um, see, I haven't seen any of them. So this is really my first reboot, remake that I've seen of their cartoon. Jungle Book. Oh, yeah, yeah Jungle Book. Which go. was awesome. It was very good, yeah. And I'll say, as far as cartoon goes, I mean, I love the cartoon. I think the music is excellent. Um, Really, really good. So moving into the review then of this beauty and the beast. Um I was uh completely annoyed. I I could not wait for really? it to be over. I Um look, I I think there are things that are really good about it. I thought the the costume uh was amazing. It will the at least be great. nominated for that. Yeah, the I costumes think, were great. Mm-hmm, the set uh, the set design, all that stuff was really really good. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, really the costume. I mean, they are amazing. It just were. the intricacies in it, but um, as far as the story, I mean, gosh, there are scenes that were line for line from the cartoon, right? And I just couldn't help but sit there the entire time and just go, "Man, Disney is cashing in." Because what did it make? Like seven hundred million opening yeah. weekend. Oh, it's it making made a, ton. a ton of money. I mean, yeah. it's insane. I mean, it beat didn't it beat Out Dory for all time Disney? Did it? I th- I'm pretty sure it beat Out Finding Dory. Huh? I hadn't read that. Um, one. so or it was on pace to maybe, um. <laughs> You know, I don't really have a problem with the actors. I mean, there were things that were annoying um, about yeah, I was, yeah, I was some just of the actors, that. more so the voice actors I didn't care much for. I thought um – the actor that played Gaston was actually really good in this. Luke Evans. He was. Luke yeah. Evans was great. Yeah, I liked him
0: too. Um, I didn't
2: really have a problem with uh, Hermione Granger. Yeah, she's
0: always Hermione to me. <laughs> know. Like no matter what she plays, she's still Hermione.
2: Yeah, but I mean Emma Watson. Yeah, she was fine. She was yeah.
0: cute. Yeah, she's cute.
2: That was kind of an interesting cast. Not great, but interesting.
0: You know what I thought? This. I'm gonna try my best not to sound whatever here because I think that Emma Watson's an, an a good actress and I think she's a lovely young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about Beauty and the Beast, like to me, Belle is just supposed to be gorgeous. And when I see Emma Watson, I don't see glamorous or gorgeous. I see like a cute, pretty girl.
2: Really, I think of like the Pride and Prejudice kind of angle where um, oh, the main character, she's kind of supposed to be a little bit homely. Not homely, but plain, plain. And that's really? how Beauty kind of, that's how she was, Belle was in the cartoon too, right? Always had her hair pulled back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, but you know, I still thought she was... I, I guess maybe, yeah, she's still just supposed to be. To, in my mind, she's beautiful, and Emma Watson. The, Could you be literal about it? Yeah, I, I'm trying not to to come down on Emma Watson because I like Emma Watson, yeah. and I think she's lovely. I just, yeah, I guess I'm just more literal about it. I hear beauty and the beast, I think kind of.
2: Alexander Daddario. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So. Um, <laughs> so.
1: First of all. A big problem that I had with it is I just didn't like the CGI. Oh, yeah. You're it called. was really distracting Man. even. It was distractingly bad. And I just kept thinking this would be so much better if like the same people who did Jungle Book did it. But it looked so fakey. And I had a really hard time buying the entire story. Like, obviously, it's a ridiculous story. But I had an entire a hard time buying it with the CGI so
2: bad. A lot of it, too, is because those CGI characters were way too goofy they were right? and was that something like bouncing i mean there was just a little overboard
1: I, d- I didn't love it and then they did be our guest which is like the big number right. and i was like oh the cgi is just so distracting right yeah, it, now it basically
0: became an animated movie again was my problem yeah because i'm like this is supposed to be a live action right, remake exactly. and i get that like for these characters you need to do some cgi but to be a live action remake and we basically for five ten minutes Turn into an animated movie again And that's the big That's
1: the big number Like that's what you look forward to Or me at least Yeah And yeah It was all CGI I was really disappointed in that I mean
0: it was grand Like it it was was like On a grand scale But I'm expecting to watch
1: A live action movie And that's not What I felt like I got Out of this
2: Yep Yep Yeah I'm all about practical effects. I wish I would have right. done that with the yes. Beast. Yes, for sure. Um, they should have gone
0: with practical effects. For at the least beast. for the Beast. Yeah. That, you know. And speaking of of actors, you kind of waste Dan Stevens Completely in that role wasted. because with not doing practical effects, if you're doing CGI, I mean, you're turning him into a voice actor as well. Right.
2: You know, Jacob, was... tell
1: us how you felt about Dan Stevens. I thought
2: he was so gay.
1: <laughs> thought... Okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead. First... That's really
2: <laughs> more at the end whenever it actually shows him. Dude,
1: that hair is awful. Like I yeah, love Dan that's... Stevens, yeah. but he can't pull off that hair. And it looked like coarse and like
2: He just looked like a goober, man. He did, he did, he did not look like look 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 a right. goober. He, didn't look he did, right did look, right at look like all. a goober. I don't think
1: even if they would have given him dark hair, maybe it would I don't know. But he did look like a goober at the it end.
0: Did not work. No, and he did his little roar. Oh no, uh, my God! That's that was, right. You know.
2: Hey, by the way, we always spoil yeah, here on Pulp Fiction. Yeah, but, too
0: late, but yeah.
2: Oh man!
0: Yeah, that cause was I can't, uh, well because she made a little the little one liner. It's after <laughs> everybody knows that he turns human again, and she says a little quip. She's like, uh, "Could you grow a beard?" And he's like, <laughs> Oh my it gosh! Was, it was so stupid. It was terrible. Um, okay, so we've kind of. Well, what was your opinion of the movie? Uh, you know. I didn't hate it, I don't think, as much as you two did. Because I want to say I hated it. I would say I found it acceptable. Um, I was never bored with it. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the performances. I did enjoy the production. Um, I think that they obviously sank some money into it. I mean, you could tell. It was kind of lavish. I enjoyed that because of the setting and a lot of it. While at the same time, I was just underwhelmed by it. Because... they obviously spent the money and and had the the means to make a good movie. They had the actors, they had um, the production, everything. And still, at the end of the day, I don't know if it was a script thing or a direction thing. I just didn't really care too much about the relationship. I guess it's hard for me to buy chemistry between a human and a CGI yeah, character, you can't basically. The eye. Yeah, they there. I just didn't feel their. And I mean, the crux of the whole movie is their relationship and Mm -hmm. buying, one, that uh, a beautiful young girl would fall in love with a beast, and then, two, that this beast could show human emotion and and change, transform from an internal beast, what he was, into an internal good human man. And I just didn't buy it. And for me, that was my biggest issue. And I think part of it was because... He was a CGI character. And I don't think that they spent enough time developing the relationship and the transition um, to make us care or buy it either. And that was my biggest issue more than anything
2: else. Isn't that really weird? Because, you know, it really followed the cartoon pretty much, you know, scene for scene. It did. The transition in that movie is great, but it's a cartoon. So everything's a cartoon. And so you, I guess, accept it for. You, yeah, you accept that for what it is, but right. with this, just to just to prove your point, or it's just, I completely agree with you, and I think that's why I was so checked out. Like I didn't hate the movie; I thought it was just okay. I, yeah. I think because I knew what I was, what was going to happen. I knew the story because I mean it was pretty much line for line and stuff. And and the new songs that they added were not very good songs. No, they weren't. You know, there's the the music's really good in Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon. It is. and and so when those scenes came up. They were, like I said, it's great music. You can't knock that part of it. Right. But inevitably, I just, I, I, I will, that's the only time I'll ever watch this movie. I will only ever watch a cartoon.
0: Right. No, I agree with that. I'll, I'll never watch this one again. I'll definitely stick to
2: the yeah. cartoon. I mean, there's people who are just raving over this thing, and I was yeah, like, I just, was just that really disappointed me as well. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like people really liked. it. I think we're in the minority here. I think people really, really liked it. Yeah. I and and again, I don't hate it. I don't want to say that. I, I I would just give it a lukewarm. Yeah, it's okay, but I don't understand the big deal.
2: Oh, see, I've, I got the impression that you were that you liked it a lot more because you, liked musicals, but you like, musicals like musicals, well, I like musicals too. Right. Yeah, yeah, I like musicals,
0: but
1: another issue that I had with it is I just felt it was really heavy handed like I, I don't yeah. mind that they put gay characters into movies at all I know that doesn't bother me at all and and I don't mind that there's interracial couples but I felt like they put them in so much it was like look this is what
0: yeah. we think it was a bit this distracted yeah it was this like am yeah. like,
1: that's fine you can put one in I, I'm I'm cool with that and that gives me your message I know where you stand on that issue and that's fine but I felt like they put so many in that it just I felt like they were pounding me with that agenda and i just i don't like that in any movie for right. any agenda yeah. even if it's something i agree with i just don't like that Dude, josh
2: yeah. gad got on my nerves in this movie yeah and i like josh
0: gad obviously i mean i was a i'm a big frozen fan i'll say it right now <laughs> uh but but in this uh they made olaf really irritating
2: man he just was way flamboyant just yeah and little, that's the thing hanging on gaston i mean yeah uh, like it's like they made a joke about of politics what, right about that's we're making that out to be but it was just distracting. It yeah. really was.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you both nailed it on the head. Uh, because it was, it was more about to make a point than it was to have a character in a movie that served a purpose. or you know, Because he was so over the top. All I see it is like, oh, your politics, your politics. Instead of, oh, funny movie character. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So. Belle is the most beautiful girl in the village. That makes her the best. But she's
2: so well read and you're so athletically inclined i know can be as argumentative as she is beautiful exactly who needs her when you've got us yes ever since the war i felt like i've been missing something and she's the only girl that gives me that sense of Mm, je ne sais quoi i don't know what that means uh here's an actor that we've never talked about on this show it's uh, kevin klein yeah I um, like him a lot. In, are uh, you a fan of him at all?
0: Uh, I really liked him in a fish called Wanda. I mean, I've actually never seen that movie. It's, he's really funny in it. Really, yeah, it's a good movie. How about you? I, I, I'm, fine I'm on neutral.
1: Kevin I have no feelings on him
0: at all. I, no. I'm pretty neutral. I mean, he's 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 funny in the right role. Um, he's kind of limited in what he can do, but he's he's a he's a perfectly good fine actor.
2: Completely agree. In the limited, I think he's probably got a lot of stage experience. He does. That, he strikes me as that kind of an actor. Yeah. Um, but I've never been a fan of Kevin Kline for some reason. Yeah. I think he seems very, for some reason, one-dimensional. I don't know, maybe because he just, you know, range as far as anger and emotion. I've just never seen that much out of him. Like I always liked Dave. Dave was a good movie yeah, that he was, was in, um, and I, I bet he was a lot. He was in a lot more movies in the '80s and he '90s. Was. Yeah, he was. But I thought he was actually pretty good in this movie because he played that kind of. Old dad role, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I and, liked him in that. That's that, where that, he works. You know? Honestly,
0: my favorite relationship with the whole movie was Hermione and and her dad.
2: Hermione, <laughs> it was. I really like Gaston. I really thought uh, Luke Evans was. I great did.
0: I like Gaston, and but I I'm usually kind of naturally drawn to kind of the funny jackasses in the movies, um, and he's kind of the funny like villain dad. jackass. Uh, well, he wasn't really a jackass. Josh Gad was. I know.
2: I'm being sarcastic. There. Oh. I thought he was a huge jackass, but it was just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
0: I, but I did like Luke Evans in this. Uh, something about, okay, so the voice actors, the talent they had was pretty impressive, like the roster of talent they had. Lineup wise yes. Yeah, like but right, one of the right. issues I had, because they let the actors do the singing, the singing I thought was subpar to the cartoon because in the cartoon they had singers singing. And in this, it was actors singing. Right. Yeah, let's, as let's, much let's as I out... like Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. she's not going to be able to sing Beauty and the Beast as well as was it was Williams? Angela Lansbury? Was it Angela Lansbury? Yeah, it was, was Angela yeah. Lansbury. Oh, yeah. shoot. Dang. She I don't know. His That's right. She was, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dang. Let's, take...
2: let's actually point out some of those actors. I she just had... got so impressed by Angela Lansbury. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, and you had Ewan McGregor, who voiced Lumiere. Lumiere. Right. Uh, Ian McKellen as Cogsworth, Emma Thompson as Miss Potts, uh, Stanley Tucci as Maestro Cadenza, and then, let's see, Audrey McDonald as Madame Ward- Gardra, which I don't know anything about Audrey McDonald, Mm-mm. and then uh, Gugu Mbathara as <laughs> say, say, Gugu and Mbathara? I don't
0: know. <laughs> it sounds like baby talk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a raw reference. Anyway, um, so I'm completely with you on what you said in the voice acting. Mm-hmm. It Every time that they sang it just didn't sound right. And to go along with what Rage said, with the over animation with those characters, there was also just kind of overacting as well. I thought you and McGregor, who I like, was so annoying in this. It was. Like yeah. everything annoyed me in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought said so I was just ready for it to be over. And it was two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, it was, it long. was really
0: yeah. long. It was really yeah. long. It was
1: unnecessarily long.
0: I, I do still stand by it. Uh, that I've enjoyed most of the live action remakes and I'm you know I'm, I'm pretty anti what Hollywood's been doing as far as remakes, reboots, sequels, oh, prequels, yeah. all the reboots and all that stuff. But I I'm not going to let this one affect my feelings on the Disney live action remakes cuz I I think it's a cool little twist what for, they're doing.
2: For some reason classics I'm okay with remaking and rebooting, you
0: know, And it's your own studio doing it. Like, I mean, this is their property, and they're at least they're taking it a different way.
2: You know, it's like all the Robin Hoods that we have over the years. Um, Right. You know, we're getting a new, you know, King Arthur, which I'm sure the movie's going to suck. But I like the story of King Arthur. Right. So I'm I'm more okay with this remake than I am with. You know, remaking Ghostbusters or you know, right? Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, the original Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon, went for an hour and twenty-four minutes, and it
0: felt and like you actually, go for you actually, an you actually hour longer, you actually cared about the characters more. Yeah, and
2: I mean, it's so weird.
1: Yeah, that's weird that it's an so hour much longer. Wow.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of all I have for this. this yeah. Movie.
0: Yeah, uh, so Beauty and the Beast, what do you think of it? Tell us on our SoundCloud page or on our Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let, let's talk about it. What have we been watching lately? I'll let ladies go first nope, here. Don't. I have no idea. What uh, and by that, lately. I mean, Jacob, what yeah, have <laughs> you
2: been watching lately? Um, all righty. Well, I'll try and stick to... Um, a couple of movies I saw in the theater, and then a couple of movies that came out like in the last year. Okay, let's just talk about Power Rangers real quick. Have you either you know, seen it? I don't expect that you have. I have maybe not. Maybe you, but. Yeah,
0: I see everything. <laughs> I end up seeing everything, but I I haven't got around the motivation to watch Power Rangers yet. Did I, you Did
2: you watch it much when you were? It that was, was on TV when see, you were a kid?
0: That was my thing. Power Rangers came right at the age where I just became kind of too old to. I right. didn't think it was cool anymore. It like was never right cool. One. Right, yeah. No, I... It had been
2: more me I and had rage. like maybe yeah.
1: two friends that watched it and I tried to watch it once and I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever.
2: The only reason I would watch it is because it came on right after a show I watched pretty regularly in the afternoons, whether it was Saved by the Bell or something I did see the... Like in, that. It
1: was something I watched too because I saw the intro to it a lot, but I never stuck around right. and watched the whole show. So but I, I could sing you the whole theme.
2: Yes, exactly. So could I. And like... Anytime do I watched it, it as guys. a kid, I know I'm You good. can't just say
0: it and then not do it. No, I'm good.
2: <laughs> but anytime it came on, you know, it was just more so in the background or it's like, why am I watching this? But it happened all the time because it's just a dumb kid. You just... Right. You'll just want to watch TV and not do homework or yeah. whatever. So I'll say this for the movie. Strangely, it was actually filmed pretty well. The was it? Cinematography was pretty good in it. Yeah. I would say as far as paying homage to the car- to the show, it was pretty good in that department. Really? Hmm like they did they did it pretty decent justice but in the end it's ridiculous like it's such, <laughs> it's such a stupid not concept but it's just so ridiculous all the all the characters and the bad guys here you yeah. uh, know how they who they had to fight or giving them reasons to fight i'll say this structurally wise this movie was all over the map right um there was uh, there was a lot of ridiculousness about how they're they they became friends and grouped together and it was it was bad. Like in that part, it was bad. Paying homage to the show, okay. And actually. Um,
0: See, but for a lot of um, people, this would be like their version of seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. uh, on the big screen it was huge. or Transformers on the big screen. For a generation, this was that for them. I mean, it never was for me. And uh, it's kind of one of the only pop culture, you know, huge pop culture things I just don't at all know about. Do you know how it's overseas?
2: Um.
1: This, it originated in Japan, and it was right. huge, huge, huge in yeah. Japan. And uh, the guy that Saban or Saban, or however you say his name, that brought it to America was just like, if this many kids are consuming it over there, they will love it in America if we can yeah. adapt it. And yeah. he built an empire on it, basically. Wow.
2: So when you look at the uh, budget and opening weekend, budget was $100 million. Opening weekend in the United States only made $40 million. Um, and actually doesn't have anything overseas yet. Yeah, so but I bet I, I bet, bet it, the numbers bet will come back well. big on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also wanted to point out Elizabeth Banks is in this and she plays the the villain. She actually was pretty good. Like if you remember Rita, she was screechy. She was I was gonna say annoying. she would actually be perfect for that. And Elizabeth Banks did pretty yeah, good. Yeah, she would or, be perfect again, for that role. Was. Yeah. I wanted to point out to RJ Scyther. he is the kid who is in Me Earl and the Dying Girl.
0: Uh, oh, that yeah. we really liked yeah.
2: he's in this and he's such a he kind of plays a dorky character uh-huh. also this I, I guess he's got range because he was cool in that movie and yeah. he was nerdy and annoying in this one <laughs> um you know the, the the five main actors i've never seen any of them outside of rj seiler and like i'm not gonna talk too much longer on this movie just know what you're getting you know i have an appreciation for how it was filmed and I have appreciation that they tried to pay homage to the TV show, but other than that, y'all, it's a it's a bad movie.
0: Yeah, I you know I'll probably end up seeing it just so I can get like a hour and a half snapshot of what Power Rangers is supposed to be all about, since I don't know anything about them.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot to bring this one up. All right, so the movie is two hours long, mm-hmm. and you don't even see the first sign of Power Rangers till uh, like thirty minutes before the movie's over. Are you serious? It takes that long for them to get together. Oh geez, it is like wow. when they're actually in their costumes. It was insane and one of the big things about power rangers is that they kind of all drive these dinosaur or type you know cretaceous animals that sounds stupid you don't remember you didn't know that about the tv show no yeah and then they turn into some like a mega bot the five combined something that's like voltron exactly Are are they a voltron knockoff it is yeah oh and um you don't see those until like the last 15 or 10 minutes of the movie oh my gosh and what's nuts it's one of those things where like they're trying to not destroy an entire new york city so it's the setting is in some small town. It seems like uh, we'll say Maine or something. I don't know. It's near, it's near body <laughs> of water. Small town of Maine. Near, I don't. Say Maine. <laughs> yeah. Maine. Yeah, it's the near state. body of water. So <laughs> that state. It's. It's weird though. It's, it doesn't matter. Uh, and they. <laughs> You know, at the end of the movie, like, oh, Power Rangers, they saved us and they're amazing. And, like, you're a great example to kids. And they destroyed <laughs> the town Did to get they? these action scenes. Like, it was in, it'd be the equivalent of them destroying, like, I don't know, like a Kingfisher. Uh, okay. that's the size scale of the city. It was demolished. That's and hilarious. they're like, oh, the Power Rangers saved the day. and was That's like, oh, my amazing. God.
0: I don't know. I'd probably be all right with Power Rangers destroying Kingfisher. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, all Yellow Jackets listeners. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to move on.
2: I wanted to bring up Patriots Day.
0: Yeah, uh, I, came I, out, I liked and enjoyed Patriots came Day. Came out in
2: 2015. Rachel, have you seen it yet? Probably not. 2015. Um, well, like, okay. I'm sorry. 2016. Yeah, right. Uh, Peter Berg directed it. Peter Berg also directed. You saw it with me, Rachel. It came out. It, it technically came out
0: 2016, but really came out earlier this year, 2017. Right. It was
2: one of those movies that came out right after the, right after uh, Christmas. Right. And so it might have. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm really on like, as 16, yeah. so it probably should be 17. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Peter, Peter Berg directed it. He's the same director as a Lone Survivor and um, Deepwater Horizon. And look, in I mean. In Friday Night Lights. In Whoa. Friday Night Lights. And you can definitely tell he has his niche. And I think we all kind of are skeptical of making box office um, movies like this mm-hmm. where it's based off of people who had maybe died. Right. So collateral yeah, damage, right, you know, right. you when know, people died and this yeah, you know, the 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 Patriots Day, if you don't know, it's the story of the um the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. And the whole four day four days it took to capture the uh terrors. Do you remember it now, Rachel? Yeah. Okay. And I'll I'll say this, like I thought it was excellent. And just this that story of those two brothers. Yeah. And what kind of transpires. Yeah. Like that's interesting. Like you it's can't write that stuff. It's a
0: fascinating story. And uh, especially
2: like when it comes down to like the shootout stuff and the yeah. neighborhoods like that's in the throwing the pipe bombs yeah. like that And I looked it insane. up. And I looked it
0: up and it's it was all factual. Mm-hmm. I mean they they did a really good job of actually sticking to the facts for the most part for this movie.
2: Yeah, cuz I mean I watched quite a bit of it on TV when it all uh, happened yeah. and you know you knew that things were happening in people's neighborhoods but you know obviously we didn't he- hear detailed stories and when you see it told in this uh you know i guess the movie format i'm sure it's 100 true we always know that about these biopics yeah. but man it was I, like i said you just can't write this stuff no. i thought it was very good yeah you know i actually
0: thought that it went under the radar too much really because good. it was about a you know something that was huge here and i mean it's an act of terrorism here in the united states it's recent it's got Mark Wahlberg. It was a really good movie, mm-hmm. and somehow it just kind of got shuffled into the January sucks movie list. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know how that happened exactly, but it was a really solid, underrated movie that more people should see. Uh, and and really, for me, my biggest takeaway is good a movie it was just was just to learn more about you know the the bombing and the people behind it, right, and then the the heroes on the other side of it. As well, not only the the villains, uh, these two terrorists, but the uh, the heroes as well.
2: Right for for anyone who uh, comes across it, it's definitely worth the watch if if you could enjoy you know biopics. It definitely
1: yeah. didn't seem as manipulative as a lot of them do. I, I will say that there wasn't so it's, many things just I was told like, the that probably didn't happen. So as far as that's my main problem with biopics is i can tell they're really exaggerated at points right. and i didn't really get that with this one it,
2: that's so. the way it seems like peter Weir directs his movies he just tries and tells the tell a story, the, the story yeah. by the facts and not having to make it a little heavy-handed so yeah um okay so i know you've brought this up a couple times it's like the three of us are watching this in spurts but gosh dang it i saw passengers and, right, oh,
1: I saw passengers right.
2: too. And the last time you talked about it, and of course, you brought it up when it first you yeah. saw the theater, yeah. And my y'all, okay, people listening, this is a pretty decent movie, right? Like it, it got really slaughtered is. by the yes. critics, it's so ridiculous. and um, I thought it was good, yeah. Like, I, really I loved it. it, yeah. Like, it was close to making my
0: top 10 of the year. And remember, it was my pick for most underrated movie of yeah. 2016. Yeah. I was like, was upset after I saw it, I was like mad at critics for. Given it such bad reviews, I don't like, this is understand what the
2: criticism is. No idea. Like from, it's, it's filmed well, the music's great, the acting's very good. Yeah, um, it's storyline is interesting I mean, and
0: different; it hasn't been done before. It's like
2: a, it's a decent, it's a good sci-fi. How they how they execute this, you know? Yeah, I don't yeah. get it.
0: And it's a good mix of of drama, romance, sci-fi, mm-hmm. action, comedy with the with the Michael what? Sheen character. Like, right? I mean, it was. Just overall, really
2: entertaining. Do you you think some of it could be, I don't know, the motivations of Chris Pratt's characters that people have issues with? I mean, possibly,
0: but for me, that was a really cool, because you put yourself in that... The big takeaway is like, would I or wouldn't I not do this? It's a real moral dilemma that you could go either way with. Right. A
1: lot of people did take issue with that, though, didn't they? They said that it was a form of abuse to women that he woke her up oh, or really? something ridiculous Gosh. like that. Are really? you serious? We're just, we're reaching for things now. Yeah. Like, that was dumb. People
0: need to stop. being, mean, all these social justice warriors need to sit down. <laughs> I don't care if they're listening. I don't, I don't even need you as a listener. Just give it up. I mean, I love all people. But I mean, like, it's it a movie. A exactly. Like
1: he, God, that was it, it's an interesting moral dilemma. Yeah, yeah. that was
2: good. Yeah. So, uh, and so, if you again, if you come across passengers, check it out. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Um, all right, I watch. I'll just say this real quick. I watched Rogue One again. Uh, first Why? First time since I saw it in the theater, <laughs> and uh, I'm I still think it's just okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry
0: for you for that because I know that you know as a Star Wars fanboy, right? You know, you want to love it, but I'm I'm with you. It's just all how much right. can
1: you get connected to characters you know are dead? <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. a hard it's a hard battle.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll bring one up, one last uh, movie. Uh, let me bring up two actually, just two older movies. Um, one, you know how we have our list of uh, movies we shamefully haven't seen. I knocked one off my list over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh yeah. Um, so obviously, never, so never seen it. Uh, sat down an afternoon and and watched it. Yeah, I think this is just one of those movies that's for a certain generation. Uh, all of my older friends, or say my friends' dads, who who love it, uh, I can see why they would like it for the time. I thought it was. Look, I laughed at a couple of things. I right. laughed at the Killer Rabbit. Yeah, you know, obviously there's there's the some French scenes, taunter. Yes, there's the some things I've seen over the years. French taunter yeah. being one. The I, I can't the, believe, the the flesh black wound. the black knight. Yeah, the flesh. I mean, wound. some of the stuff was funny, but and, yeah. but other stuff was just. You know,
0: I've watched it. I was it. kind of ready for it to be over. I've watched it like three times. Each time, trying to like it more. I'm just forcing myself. Yeah, I'm just forcing. It. I appreciate it as a classic, and I do. I really, legitimately think that the French taunter is hilarious. Uh-huh. And some of those scenes, that you said, I really think are really funny and clever, mm-hmm. uh, and are iconic for a reason. But overall, like for us, a two-hour movie, I'd say like I think like. of it is really, really funny, and 80% of it, I'm just like, eh. Which, which, you know, it's like considered one of the top three, five greatest comedies of all time. That's my only issue with it. I I like it, but I think it's vastly overrated. Or like you said, great for its time. Maybe it just doesn't hold up well for, for a new... Right audience, I
2: certainly think Terry Gilliam and uh, you know John Cleese, these guys are talented. It's yeah. a smart comedy. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I understand dry humor. I think right. Like I mean, Arrested Development's one of my all-time favorite shows, and this is in that category. Um, so you know, I have an appreciation for that stuff. But yeah. in, in the end, especially on the budget on this guy, I think it was like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, I think I looked that up which, you know, yeah, yeah. felt like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so, you know, good movie, uh, you know, but eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, except for the French taunter. Man, I think he's good "Oh, do
2: I laugh so hard at the at the killer bunny." Yeah, yeah the killer bunny is pretty it's, pretty it's hilarious. Stupid.
0: And the Sir Robin song's pretty great too. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking uh, about what a wussy is? Uh,
2: you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to backpedal a bit. Um, on I also watched 13 Hours right after I watched Patriot's Day because I was feeling all, you know, America Right, stuff. yeah. And uh, because a lot of people have been trying to get me to watch 13 Hours, and I did it, and I think it is very mediocre, and yeah. it's because of Michael Bay. Yep. It, it's his ridiculous over-dramatization of his camera angles and his music and his, you know, he's got to have just that American badass, or, you know. I mean, I just think of... Uh, Team America. Team America. Oh, I just yeah. think of Team America when I th- when I America see America. If like yeah. yeah, that's what I think of, and that's yeah. how he does so many of his yeah. movies. And so you know, it's an interesting story. Again, just like with Patriots Day, you yeah. know, it's it, I now understand what kind of transpired, and that was interesting. But because Michael Bay had his hand on it, just ruined it for me. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about their 2 <laughs> Yeah,
0: Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even watch it. I watched everything, and I couldn't even bring myself to watch it because Michael Bay... I was like, oh, Michael Bay's doing a serious movie? Pass.
2: Right. Uh, okay, y'all. I want to talk about one last thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. All right. So you know that I, I love The Color of Money. Uh, the movies, uh, Paul Newman, Tom Cruise. Is yeah. The, the yeah. movie that Scorsese yeah. um, you know, directed back in, like, I think, 1988. Uh, it was... Uh, Paul Newman was he was at least nominated for supporting actor. I, he may have won for
0: Color Money. He won it. He, he finally win. won. It was. I mean, It was a big deal because he'd been nominated so many times and he finally won for the Color Money.
2: Right. Um, okay. And uh, you know it's a it's basically a sequel to the movie The Hustler, uh, of which Paul you know Paul Newman's still playing fast Eddie Felson and right. he's just an older man in the Color of Money. Now not I don't want to talk about the Color of Money. I actually want to talk about the Hustler uh have you all ever seen it yeah i loved it okay have you Rach? nope okay uh i watched the hustler when i was maybe 20 21 years old because i loved color of money back then Mm -hmm. but i just wanted to see what the hustler was and i'll say watching as a 36 year old now it's completely different movie plus there's stuff i just kind of forgot yeah it's probably a lot better now i thought it was mediocre when i was 2021 i loved it the second time i loved it I, i don't know what it was yeah it's such a good movie Holy you know, cow, it was yep. good.
0: There are a lot of movies that I watched when I was when I first was really getting into film and I thought I had, I was really smart and wise and mm-hmm. knew what good movies were that I that I watched when I was twenty or twenty one, like in college. I was like, no, well these are overrated. What's the big deal about this? That I've watched later on as an older adult that I freaking loved. Uh like Clockwork Orange. For me it was a movie like that. Yeah. yeah. Did I hear? Uh, yeah. yeah. Taxi Driver was a movie like that for me I when need I to watched it. Taxi Driver. When, That's when I another one, kind of the yeah. When I watched it months. as a twenty-year-old, I was like, "What's the big deal about this? This is kind of boring and overrated." Watching it as adult, I was like, "This movie is badass." Yeah, like I mean, there's so I and I encourage because I'll talk to people sometimes about movies and they're like, "Yeah, it's overrated or whatever." I'm like, "When did you watch it?" I actually have this conversation with my wife a lot. And I'm like, when did you watch it? And I was like, 20, 21, 18, 19, whatever. A boyfriend or whatever wanted me to watch. Like, watch it now as an older adult. Mm-hmm. You just, there's certain things that you just don't appreciate until you have life experiences and maybe watch more movies, whether it's your own personal life growing up or your movie life growing up. I don't know which it is or if it's both, but you can better appreciate movies like The Hustler yeah. as an
2: adult. And talk about a turn in acting. Yeah. I mean, Paul Newman was. Look, I love Paul Newman's anyway, and I've been trying to watch a lot of his movie, movies lately. It's mm-hmm. so all like Absence of Malice. Uh, I'd never seen it with him and Sally Field, and he was yeah. great in it. The movie's okay. Um, but in this, oh, my God, like, it, dude's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just the style of movies then versus, and I think all the way through the 70s, mm-hmm. versus the style of movies now, and we talk about this quite a bit, it's just so different. You oh, know? yeah. The tones. Yep. You know, and these were the blockbuster hits in a way, yeah, you know. Yeah, they mean, were just a great movie i loved it and yeah. like, i mean i'm, I'm a, i love pool I, I i love that game and so that has a little bit to do with it yeah. as well but dude good movie yeah if, it you, really it's really it's been on netflix for quite a while and so if you know if you come across it check it
0: out plus i love paul newman he's, I love a, he's paul a top newman. 10 all-time guy for me
2: he has definitely turned into that for me yeah. like I, you know when we were we did our top five actors of all time he wasn't in my list, and I barely even brought him up, I think. But when I really, I mean, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. I'm done, y'all. Thanks for listening to me. I love movies. I watched so many movies in the last four, in the last four weeks. That's awesome. I'm I've glad had, you had. And for our next episode, I'm going to talk about four more. Yeah, That's <laughs> awesome.
0: good. Rachel, what have you watched lately?
1: No movies. But Jacob looks like he's got that covered for everybody. <laughs> I have been working a lot, but I've been working from home. And so I've got to watch a few different TV series. Um, I want to bring up The Good Place, which is on NBC. Um, It is created by Michael Shore, who has had his hand in Parks and Rec and things like that. And I actually watched it because there was an article that said, is The Good Place the new Parks and Rec? So I kind of read through that, which obviously I love Parks and Rec. So I gave it a shot and it. It has, um, hold on, you
0: can cut this out. I need to get,
1: it has Ted Danson in it.
0: Really? Yes. Old Becker?
1: Old Becker, because that's what everybody knows him from. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. They did make a little Cheers reference. Oh, nice. Um, Kristen Bell. Kristen oh, yeah. Bell Kristen is the Bell's female great. lead in this, yeah. and then Ted Danson is the other. Uh,
0: Wait, they're not together, are they? No, they're not. I was going to say.
1: She is in the Afterlife. She has arrived at the good place. This is not a heaven and hell situation, but there's a good place and there's a bad place. There is no in between place. Okay. Um, and you are put into a house that with your soulmate and it has all of the things that you love in it and things like that. She is there by mistake. She was actually supposed to be sent to the bad place and ends up in the good place. Um, and so it's, about her trying to become a better person and deserves to that deserves to be in the good place because of all the terrible things that she hears about the bad place. Ted Danton is there because he was the architect of the good place. It's one neighborhood in multiple neighborhoods that exist in this universe. And he is the he's the creator. This universe was created. Uh, he's the only creator that is there that is staying on the thing that he had created. Everybody else just makes it and leaves, but he's really trying to learn how humans work and things like that. So that's kind of
2: nothing like parks and rec. It's nothing like parks and rec
1: (laughs) because she is a bad person. It probably took me three or four episodes to really warm up to this show because I just, I, it's trying to be positive and light, but she is such a terrible person that she's really? so annoying and really? so selfish. I could see Kristen um, Bell
2: being like that. Yeah, she's she strikes really, me as a nice person, but she could right. also be yeah. Like she's really done intense. really good yeah. in it.
1: Uh, Ted Danson has done really good in it, and I I really enjoyed it. By the end of it, I was I started binge watching like the last few. The first few, I just kind of watched slowly, but the probably the last half of the season, I flew through that really fast. It only has one season. Um, is I it a Netflix show? No, it's an NBC show. That's weird. So, how did right. you
0: binge it? Oh, it, no, Hulu. Hulu. Oh, but it's like already the, done. Like, there's it's one whole... season
1: that's already over. So I but, watched. But I'm
0: saying, did they release it all at once, or it actually was on NBC this season, like weekly? Well, yeah. no,
2: what happens is on Hulu, it comes out the day after it releases on CBS. And it does it with all the TV stations. Right.
0: But it actually had a run, like a weekly run this, this
2: yes. year. Yeah, it was uh, a never, normal no, I'm just saying show. I'm surprised yes, a I'd, never heard show. Of it. I'd never I'd um, never even heard of it. Season one
1: is over. I don't know how it's doing. They My have God, not. they Watches TV.
2: I would never know this stuff. They have not.
1: <laughs> as far as I can tell, they haven't put much advertising dollars into it because nobody's heard of it. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, and I'm the that person that they should be targeting, somebody yeah. who loves park and, Parks and Rec. The rating on Hulu, it's got four star, four and a half stars on Hulu. So I think that... People are watching it and that they like it, but I don't know. I haven't looked beyond to see if it's got renewed or anything like that. Yeah, but I'm I did it enjoy. Right I did enjoy that first season once they got past kind of the beginning of it. It took me a minute to warm up to it, but I'll definitely watch a second season if they get renewed.
2: Isn't Ted Danson like just an interesting person? When I and I mean that like when I think about him, I always think of Cheers, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, for sure. But everything he's done since then, he's so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was in CSI right? apparently for a while. Are so out there, right. like... Becker, uh, Fargo. Well,
1: and he's he makes a really cute creator because he's just so naive about the way humans work. So he gets really excited about wearing suspenders and stuff like that. He's like, <laughs> they're so pointless. Why would anybody ever have these? Like, he's <laughs> amused some, by some a lot of... used to
2: Ted and playing Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but he did really well with that yeah. actually, and and it has a. It has some twists and turns in it and things like that, and um, I thought it was really good. I really hope it gets renewed. Hmm. I'm sold on it. It's no that Parks is. and Rec, though. Let's not get go that crazy. <laughs> but it, I
2: enjoyed it. Did you Did you finish Legion by chance? No, I need to. Okay, not because you didn't like it, you just have had a chance. To... I just have not. had a chance Okay, now. I'm just curious. What Brandon, else? that's I, it.
1: I really haven't seen any movies other than Beating the Beast. Okay, you cool. you
2: can jump in with
0: me on this. The the I have. I have a. I could talk about a lot, but I'm going to choose specifically to talk about. I almost want to do a whole episode on these, honestly. And I'll get your thoughts on this. The two new Dave Chappelle stand up specials. I watched specials. one of them. Did you watch one of, so of them? They're so good. Man. Okay. Let me just say this right now. I think Dave Chappelle is the best stand up comedian of all time. And I'm a stand up guy. Like so that's not funny.
1: I'm a stand up guy. Stand up guy.
0: No, but I'm I'm big into comedy. Like I watch. A lot of people will do different things. Uh, uh, this is going to sound... A lot of at people will watch different videos at night. Uh, but what I watch is... Uh, no. In uh, your
1: downtime. Yeah.
0: When I'm alone by myself watching something in the middle of the night. It really is. I watch a lot <laughs> of stand-up comedy. And I like watching all the legends and all that stuff. And I've said for a long time that I think Dave Chappelle is the best. Uh, his Killing Them Softly, I think, is the best of all time. But for those that don't know... Uh, Chappelle just released two new stand up specials on Netflix. One is called the age of spin and one is called deep in the heart of Texas. And, uh, you know, Chappelle came out of the gates. Everybody like to a man was like, this dude is the funniest man alive between the killing them softly special. Then he had the for what it's worth special. And then his Chappelle show on comedy central was Chappelle. just, Oh, it's, it was hilarious. And it was like the biggest show there for a while. It was like, The Buzz Show. And then everybody knows that Comedy Central offered him $50 million for more seasons. He kind of freaked out. It was like, I don't want to do this for the money. I'm taking off, going to Africa. People thought he was nuts, and then he just disappeared. He was gone, yeah. Yeah, and then in his wake, unfortunately, we've been left with Kian Pill and Kevin Hart and all these guys. None of there's anything wrong with those guys. They're just not Chappelle, and so he's, he's like been poor gone man Chappelle yeah exactly well, like, you
2: know he left it's, it just feels like he left that show at the top of his game oh yeah you were left wanting more yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: absolutely yeah. and so he was gone for a long time and then he, you know you heard murmurs and things like that a couple of years ago that he was coming back and Rachel and I actually went to Texas a couple of years ago to saw one of his very first yeah
1: the oddball comedy tour that was like his return right um And the one that we happened to go to, because it was closest to us, was opening night of the Oddball tour. Yeah, so we saw his it was like Dave Chappelle's return, is what we saw. Yeah. And it was kind of a mess. Uh, Not (laughs) that he wasn't funny, but there's something about Dave Chappelle and the way that he presents humor That's he's addressing serious subjects, but it's so lighthearted. And there's like a weird optimism to it, almost. And he had lost all... All of that, he came off as kind of just a bitter comedian. He kind of came off
0: jaded, jaded to me, like a little comedian. bitter over maybe what had happened over yeah. the last few years. I could and, see that with him, and he and, had
1: truly, he had not got his groove back for well, sure and, at and, that and point. And it was his some, first
0: show. Yeah, it was. It was his first show back, and and you know, there's a joyous spirit to him, like an kind of an infectious joy right. when you watch him. And that was definitely he what was at missing, his own jokes. and that's what definitely. was missing yeah. with that. He didn't have that. And so I was a little worried when I'd seen, although I'd heard. You know, because I'd stay on top of these things. I'd heard that, like, okay, he's getting his groove back. He's done some shows, but and they're going really well. But
1: like, Dave Chappelle gets drunk and cusses out the audience. Yeah, <laughs> <Like>, booed <laughs> off stage and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: So, but he tackles all those issues in these two stand-up specials. So, back to the, the two new ones. So, they get released, and I was actually nervous. As a big Chappelle fan, I was nervous about mm-hmm. what these were going to be and how good they may or may not be. And so, uh, but I watched them, and I thought they were freaking hilarious. I mean, I... Both. I, I laughed hard at the first one. Yeah. I, I,
1: and I actually think the second one is better than yeah, the first one. Yeah, I think the one. second really? one is even yeah. funnier. Cool. Yeah, the,
0: the first one, if you watch on Netflix, is Age of Spin, and the second one is Deep in the Heart of Texas. And I do think Deep in the Heart of Texas is even funnier, I thought. But, man, they're, they are both – I won't give anything away. But he uh, – I really like one of them. He structures the entire show around four times that he would met O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, like – he tells – all these different stories about it and it's all structured around that anyways he tackles a lot of like kind of the issues that have been going on over the last few years and some of them seem a little dated because these shows one of them was recorded I think two years ago one of them a year ago or something like that but um, but um it didn't matter because it's Chappelle it's so good Uh, they're, they're hilarious they're must watch I won't give any jokes or anything like that but And the good news is,
1: they aren't specials. They're considering this a new series. However, there's two episodes in the series, and they're both hour-long specials. But that means that this will continue. This is season one. So I'm assuming that we can expect a season two with two more specials. I hope so. Um, Now, I understand that it will probably take a while because to perfect these jokes, I'm sure he has been working on them since he came back right. to get these two specials perfected the way that they are. So it takes a comedian a long time to perfect their show. So it might take a while, but I'm really glad we're going to get more Dave Chappelle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that Chappelle's back. But I,
2: When I heard that they that came out on Netflix, uh, I definitely did not know he was going to do that. So it was very exciting to hear. Yeah. yeah. I kept hearing the buzz about it, which uh, I'm glad I watched the first one. Yeah, and the Relax. reviews
0: have been great on it. I mean, whether it be from you know fans or critics, or whatever. I mean, yeah. they're just raving about it, and uh, and it's cool because I'm a nerd and I'll, I'll look up. I'm curious, to see what other people think. And guys like Chris Rock, nerd and, or <laughs> troll, both. I'm both. It depends on what we're talking about. Uh, but like, it's cool to see. Like, I've, I've read them some things like Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, like all these kind of like current titans of comedy have said that, you know, Chappelle is the best in this life. He's the best there is. Hmm. And I think that this kind of further cements that status. Um, Yeah, so go watch the two new Chappelle uh, stand-up specials.
2: Anything else you guys would like to add? I could talk about five more things, so no, (laughs) I'm good.
0: (laughs) Be sure to tell us what you've been watching lately or give us your review of Beauty and the Beast on our Facebook or SoundCloud page. Thank you so much for listening to Pulp Fliction.